16 Sivan, Tes Zayin Sivan, Tzadik, his praise, 395. Abraham put great effort into spreading the true faith. He wrote many books, thousands of books. He had numerous sons, and we may assume that if they were his children, they all followed the path of righteousness. Even Ishmael repented. Later on, however, when Abraham thought how could he could ensure that his legacy of books and teachings would endure in the world, he pondered deeply as to which of his sons he should leave them to. In the end, he decided to leave everything to Isaac, and so he did. Genesis 25.5 Isaac followed the same path as his father. He made many converts, and he was also the author of many works on faith and belief. He too wondered which of his sons he should entrust with his books and wisdom, because he was very fond of Esau, who had succeeded in deceiving Isaac about his true character, to the point that Isaac loved him. Thus, the Torah writes, And Isaac loved Esau because there was hunting in his mouth. Genesis 25:28. Rashi explains that the words there was hunting in his mouth come to tell us that Esau used to entrap and deceive Isaac with his words, asking him questions like how to tithe salt, etc., in order to endear himself to him. In spite of his attachment to Esau, however, Isaac eventually realized that he should entrust his teachings to Jacob. Jacob also devoted himself to the task of drawing the younger generation closer to God, and he too wrote a phenomenal number of books about faith. Jacob taught all his sons, because they were all tzaddikim, but he too wondered which of them he should entrust with the full heritage of his wisdom. In the end, he chose Levi, giving the others more generalized teachings. This is why the tribe of Levi was so much stronger and firmer in their faith than all the others, and did not worship the golden calf nor were they subjected to servitude in Egypt because the tribe of Levi was stronger than all the others when it came to faith. In the same conversation, the Rebbe spoke about the means whereby a person can ensure that after his death he will come to the Tzaddik. His Wisdom, 157. I heard that the Rebbe once said that he had revealed many lessons related to his illness. In fact, after his return from Lemberg, Lvov, he spoke about the lungs in almost every lesson he gave since he was suffering from tuberculosis, a lung disease. May God spare us. The Rebbe said that in light of the amount of lessons he had given on this topic, he should have been healed already. The fault, however, lay in his audience's lack of faith. Their faith was not that strong. 158. The Rebbe told us about his youth when he once visited Rabbi... Dot, dot, dot. He said, I had not yet attained my present level, where I could speak to a group and still be literally involved in the Torah and attached to God. You think that everything comes at once. This is far from the truth. You must toil and work before you can achieve any good quality or devotion. At this point in his youth, it was very difficult for the Rebbe to spend time with others because he always wished to be involved in his devotions. Many times when his unique qualities were mentioned, the Rebbe would say, Ich hab aber sehr geharvet, ich hab asach gefasst but I struggled very much for it. I fasted very much. See his wisdom, the number 165. Book. Abstinence, B. 1. A person who abstains from worldly pleasures and later retreats from his asceticism will succumb to another desire in addition to those he had before. 2. Abstinence brings to satisfaction. 3. When a person abstains from sexual relations, it is as if he fasted. 4. A person turns sick and spits up blood when he abstains from marital relations on the night of ritual immersion. Halachic codifiers. B. 
1. Mastering the study of halachic codifiers so that one is able to instruct others causes many barren women to conceive. 2. Studying the Shulchan Aruch brings one to fear God. 3. Studying halachic codifiers nullifies thoughts of idolatry. 4. Whenever a wicked person prospers, it becomes difficult to develop new logical arguments in disputed matters of halacha. Judges' verdicts also become unacceptable to the litigants. 1. Lesson number 179 on the great benefit of fasting. 1. Fasting nullifies both physical and spiritual conflict. For when a person is not able to pray or to do what he needs to do in the service of God, this is also considered to be conflict. Fasting is very beneficial in this regard in that it subdues the heart and attaches it to the Holy One, blessed be He, and makes peace. 2. Fasting revives the dead. That is to say, it brings back to life the days that passed in darkness and that have no life in them. In other words, when a person spoils any given day by not performing mitzvot and good deeds on that day, not to mention if he should actually do evil on that day, God forbid, then that day has no life in it, and the person has in effect killed that day. See more in this lesson in Lakute Maharan. Fasting, however, brings these dead days back to life. It all depends on the fast. The more a person fasts, the more dead days that passed in darkness he revives. 3. By fasting, a person merits joy, and the more days he fasts, the greater joy he attains. Lesson number 180. 1. This lesson discusses some of the ideas underlying the efficacy of a redemption given to a tzaddik. See more in this lesson in the Kutei Moharan. Lesson number 181. 1. When a number of people get together and oppose one person, even if this other person is of greater importance than they, they can still cause him to fall, provided that the people opposing him are not wicked, since a bond among the wicked does not count. Sanhedrin 26a. But if these people are not wicked then they are capable of knocking down the person whom they oppose through their bond of conspiracy, even though each one of them individually is inferior to him. If, however, the person whom they oppose is very great, then, to the contrary, they are nullified before him. Whenever a person is knocked down in the manner just described, the essence of his downfall is that he falls into the craving for sex. May God save us. 2. Everything that is said against the true tzaddik and against his followers is actually highly beneficial for them, both, both physically and spiritually, because these are the very things that stand you up. Lesson number 182. 1. Everything that people talk about throughout the days of the counting of the Omer all relate exclusively to the sphera associated with that particular day. A person who understands these matters will be able to hear and to know this. If he listens carefully to what people are discussing, he will hear that their talk relates exclusively to the sphera of that Rabbi particular Nachman's day. Stories, the Master of Prayer Assyria shall fall by the sword, not by man, and she shall flee from the sword, and his rock shall pass away in terror. Isaiah 31, 8 and 9 This relates to the three powers of the sword in the story. The expressions shall fall and shall flee denote these powers. His rock shall pass away in terror denotes the emaciation where one loses one's strength and power. The expression rock here denotes strength. This is the third power of the sword. Look at this carefully and you will understand. The section then concludes, The word of God whose fire is in Zion and whose oven is in Jerusalem. Isaiah 31, 9 This is the oven and fire in the story. If you look, see, and understand, 
you will find that this chapter explains the entire story. All these are the words of the Rebbe of Blessed Memory. The Rebbe of Blessed Memory said explicitly that the entire story from beginning to end is alluded to in this chapter, Isaiah 31. He said everything in the story can be found in various other verses, but the main story is from the above-mentioned chapter. However, no one knows how this is true except where he revealed it explicitly. There were also other concepts in the story that are alluded to in this chapter, but we were not worthy of comprehending them. However, he said explicitly that the entire story is alluded to there. The order of the king and his men in the story is the master of prayer and the mighty warrior, the treasurer and the wise man, the bard and the faithful friend, the queen's daughter and her child, and the king and queen. This is their order. It is related to the world of rectification. Olam Hatikun. Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 173. Remember well every single word, every single lesson, every single prayer, and every single discussion. Remember their amazing depth and the flashes of godliness and of the greatness of the Creator that they contain. Remember how they radiate with the greatness of the Torah, the mitzvot, and the true tzaddikim. And remember the encouragement, inspiration, and simple, clear advice that is contained in every single one of them. Remember how, through his incredible pathways, he enables every single Jew, great or small, to carry out what is written in the Torah. He awakens the sleeping, he rouses the slumbering, and literally enlivens the dead. He lifts up the souls of Israel from the depths of hell and even lower, reviving them and allowing them to earn eternal life. Even if you already know all this, each one of you must now review it mentally and verbally by yourself and with your comrade. All this and more, each one according to his understanding. There is no way to explain, either in writing or in speech, exactly how each person should do this. It depends on the individual person. But what is critical is that each one should do this so that you will be able to strengthen yourselves now as well. For our lives are like a passing shadow, literally like blown dust, and there is no such thing as time. Soon it will all be past, and those of us who stand up to the test and endure the purification will joyfully talk about all this. For God will certainly save us and rescue us from their hands. He will not be at odds forever. You wrote that you are encouraging yourself with the lessons Azamra, and in suffering you gave me relief. Kuti Muharan 1, 282 and 195. And if so, you are right with me, because most of the vitality I have at any time I gain through these lessons, and especially now, during this time of great distress. If our mouths were filled with song like the sea, it would still be impossible to utter even a thousandth of the incredible expansions, gifts of relief, that appear amidst the suffering every minute of every hour of every day. How great are God's deeds, how profound His thoughts. For most of our holy gathering are more steadfast in the truth than before. Letters, year 2, letter number 420. It is God who determines a man's steps, and it seems no longer necessary for me to travel to Tulchin this week. The reason for this is that I do not want to send him any more money until I receive acknowledgement that he received the money and letter sent yesterday. Furthermore, I am waiting to receive letters from him which were already sent by way of Brody. I am surprised that they have not yet arrived, and I suppose that as soon as you receive them you will send them to me right away. In the meantime, I hope to God that money will arrive from Cherin and other places. Salvation is in God's hands. May He complete the project in the best possible way, without any large loans, and may the money I borrowed up until today soon be completely paid off with God's help. Thus far as your compassion helped me, 
and in his compassion he will never abandon us. In my opinion, it would be a good idea to give my last letter from Purim to our friend Rabbi Yaakov, may his light shine, to read. Perhaps he will understand hints from my words which will be of benefit to him. The same thing applies to my illustrious friend Rabbi Nachman, may his light shine, grandson of our master, teacher, and Rebbe of blessed memory. Send them both my loving greetings. If they really have a strong desire for me to come, they could draw me there after this coming Shabbat, God willing. Even for a short trip such as this to Tolchin, I rely on God, because for me it is a difficult journey. May he who determines a man's steps guide me on paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. Write me if you were happy on Purim as is fitting. No matter what, it is necessary now to pray to God that he accept our rejoicing on Purim along with all the other commandments of Purim as if we fulfill them correctly in all their details and fine points. May this enable us to attain the holiness and purity of the red heifer and to be purified from tumat mate caused by contact with a corpse. Thus, may we be poor, pure for the Pesach sacrifice and thereby guard ourselves from even a trace of chametz, both physical and spiritual. Lekutei Moharan 2, 74 May we exercise the utmost vigilance and not let our minds ferment, God forbid, with evil and alien thoughts, God forbid, thus fulfilling, rebuke the beast of the weed grass until we return from chametz to matzah, from the letter chet to he, and from death to life as in Lekutei Moharan 1, 5, 4. What can we return to God for all the good He has done for us? For we merited to hear such awesome, amazing, and exalted teachings about every single mitzvah, and in particular about the holy times of the year and the mitzvot which are connected to them. They give life to every soul in any place. Rav Yaakov HaKohen, Rav Ivoma Bar Sharira, Rav Kohen Sedek Bar Rav Avuma, Rav Avraham Bar Sharira, Rav Yosef Bar Chia, Rav Shalom Bar Mordechai, Rav Yitzchak Bar Hanania, Rav Neturenai Ben Rav Hilai Bar Rav Mari, Rav Yosef Bar Rav Mordechai, Rav Paltoi Bar Abaya, Rav Amram, Rav Acha, Rav Menachem Bered Rav Yosef Bar Chia, Rav Matityahu, Rav Nachshon Bar Rav Tzadok, Rav Abba Bar Rav Ami, Rav Tzemach Bar Platve, Rav Tzemach Bar Rav Chaim, Rav Hai Bered Rav Nachshon, Rav Hai Bar David, Rav Hilai Bar Rav Neturenai, Rav Kamoi bar Rav Achai, Rav Shalom bar Rav Mishael, Rav Yaakov bar Rav Neturenai, Rav Yehuda bar Shmuel, Rav Mivshar HaKohen, Rav Kohen Sedek, Rav Saadia, Rav Tzemach bar Rav Kafna, Rav Chanina bar Yehuda, Mar Rav Nechemia bar Rav Kohen Sedek, Rav Sharira, Rav Moshe, his son Rav Chanoch, who were held captive with Rav Chushiel, father of Rav Chananel, Rav Shemaria bar Elchanan, Rav Natan, Dayan, Vechasid Gadol, Rav Yosef bar Yitzchak Shitanch ben Avitur, Rav Yisrael Gaon, Rav Hai Gaon Barav Sharira, the last of the prayers, too. Prayer number five. In your vast compassion, help us hear the voice of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah from a worthy shofar blower. May we fulfill the mitzvah of hearing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah perfectly, with great holiness and purity, with intense gladness and joy, fear and love. Help us bring about all of the holy rectifications that need to be realized by means of the sounds of the shofar, the tekiah, shifarim, and teruah. In the merit of the holy tekiah, may we draw unto ourselves the holiness of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. May we scrub our soul so that it is entirely bright, supernal, and holy. In the merit of the holy teruah, 
may we draw unto ourselves the holiness of Moses the shepherd, the true shepherd of Israel. In his merit, power, and holiness, may we truly attain the holiness of the covenant. In the merit of the holy Shivarim, may we attain correct and true dreams that come by means of the holy angel. In this way, guard us and rescue us from the blemish of the covenant and from a nocturnal emission on all levels. As a result, may we attain the rectification of judgment. Help us water our hearts with great holiness and extinguish the heat of the heart that burns for evil lusts, in particular, the lust for sexual wrongdoing. Draw unto us the waters of kindness and compassion, the waters of knowledge and understanding. Draw unto us water with joy from the wellsprings of salvation. Pour water to extinguish the thirst and heat of the heart of the side of evil. May we attain a rectification of judgment. May the verse be realized, justice will be revealed like water and righteousness like a mighty river. Help us attain the holiness of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, and Shemini Atzeret. May we celebrate these awesome, holy, and pure days with awesome, great holiness, with intense joy and gladness. Help us keep the holy mitzvot that apply on these awesome, holy days with great joy, fear, and love, with a good heart, mighty intent, and great perfection, with all of their details, particulars, intentions, and the 613 commandments that are dependent on them. Thus, may we bring about all of the holy rectifications that need to be realized on these holy days. In your vast compassion and kindness, help us celebrate the holy and awesome Rosh Hashanah with great holiness and purity. In the merit of the holiness of Rosh Hashanah, may we truly attain complete faith. Help us and save us, so that all of the sparks of holy faith will gather together as a result of the holy gathering of your nation, the Jewish people, in all of the holy congregations on the holy days of Rosh Hashanah. May the verse be realized, The heavens will praise your wonders, Hashem, your faithfulness amid the holy congregation. By means of this, may we attain a rectification of holy consciousness. Help us, so that great holiness will be drawn unto us in all of the five senses that are drawn from the brain, the senses of sight, hearing, smell, taste, and touch. May great holiness be drawn down from the supernal root of the five senses to the senses as they are in the brain. Draw your complete providence unto us from the beginning of the year to the entire year. Always supervise us with your eye of mercy, as in the verse, the eyes of Hashem your God are always on it from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. In your compassion, hear the voice of our prayers, pleading, outcries, groans, and sighs, and the shofar blowing of your nation, the Jewish people. Draw your great fear unto us and enliven us with the fear of Hashem. May the verse be realized for us, he will be enlivened by the fear of Hashem. Hashem, our God, place your fear upon all of your creatures and your awe upon all that you created. May all creatures fear you and all created beings prostrate themselves before you. May they all form one group to do your will with all their heart. May we increase mitzvot and good deeds the entire year until on Rosh Hashanah you taste our mitzvot and good deeds. In your compassion, Help us rectify the positive commandments and make them into tasty delicacies that you love. Stretch out your hand to receive those who return to you. Bring us back and accept us in complete repentance before you. For the ten days of repentance. Have compassion on us. Help us and save us so that we will return to you in true, complete repentance, especially on the ten days of repentance. 
On the ten days of repentance, may we rectify all of the blemishes that we brought about throughout the entire year, in particular, the blemish of the covenant. Compassionate One, in your vast compassion, please sanctify us with especially great and awesome sanctity on the ten days of repentance, during which you are available to all who truly seek you. As the verse states, Seek Hashem when He is to be found, call to Him when He is near. In your great compassion and mercy, you gave us this good gift, these holy ten days of repentance. You know that we are flesh and blood and molded from clay, and that there is no righteous man in the earth who does good and does not transgress. Therefore, you brought healing and balm prior to our wounds. From the beginning, you informed us of this, and from the start, you revealed this. In your vast compassion and mighty kindness, at the beginning of the year, you give us these ten holy days, the ten days of repentance from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. On these days we have special power to return to you with complete repentance and to rectify all of our blemishes, transgressions, sins, and iniquities from the entire year. Therefore, please help us. Please be gracious to us so that we will not lose this good gift, heaven forbid. Because of our many sins, the side of evil overcomes us even on the ten days of repentance. As a result, a number of years have passed by without our attaining complete repentance, even on the ten days of repentance. For our many sins, we have brought about a number of blemishes before you on the ten days of repentance themselves, and on all of the holy days, on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Shemini Atzeret, and Simchat Torah. We did not guard these holy days properly without blemish. We blemished them a very great deal in thought, speech, and deed, unintentionally and intentionally, under duress and willingly. And now, all that we can hope for is the king's charity when we cry out to him, My sin is too great to bear. Our transgressions are too many to count. If not for your compassion and kindness, I would have perished in my affliction. You who are filled with vast compassion, help us from now on to return and to seek and find everything that we lost from the day that we came to be upon the earth until this day. Help us from now on to be purified and sanctified with great holiness during the entire year, especially on these holy days of awe, from Rosh Hashanah to Simchat Torah. Bring us to true, complete repentance during the ten days of repentance, to rectify all that we destroyed. May we then truly and completely rectify the blemish of the covenant in order to rectify the seal of holiness. May we at last attain on the holy day of fasting on Yom Kippur, which is a great and awesome day, the Shabbat of Shabbats, forgiveness of our transgression, forgiveness of sin, and atonement of iniquity to complete the rectification of the seal of holiness.